Welcome to Craft Beer Radio, episode 291, on May 31st, 2014. And welcome to Craft Beer Radio, where we are going to be drinking five beers that are currently under pressure. Nice, nice segue, nice mm. tie-in. Um, this is uh, May 31st, which means it is technically our ninth anniversary show. Right, well, yeah. Well, the week I of guess. the anniversary. Yes, absolutely. And uh, Nine years. And it, it's ironic because we didn't plan this, but we're sitting here with um, double IPAs yes. on the table. A double IPA from one of the same breweries we drank on our first show nine years ago. Mm-hmm. Different double IPA. They don't make the one they used to make anymore. No. Let's start off with that one, huh? Let's do Let's it. The Dirt, Dirt Wolf from Victory Brewing Company. Dirt Wolf. So, double IPAs, as you may probably know, they are... IPAs, but morified. <laughs> I like that. Basically, definitely more bigger IPAs. They incorporate in their malt bill imported two-row malts. They are hopped with this, or this particular one, is hopped with whole flower citra, Chinook, Simcoe, and Mosaic hops, an ABV of 8.7%. We are drinking out of our Spielglau IPA glasses. For a change, because, hey, why not? I've been trying to get these glasses to grow on me. I think they might be a little bit... You just got to plant them underground and mm-hmm. water them enough, and then they'll grow. They will. Beer pours a uh, golden color. There's a little bit of sediment yeah. in there. Nice head on it. Nice big uh, kind of a shaving cream fluffy head. There's, there's really no sediment in the bottom of the bottle, so... Uh, not sure exactly what the particulate we see is. Um, sometimes super hoppy beers have like hop bits. Not, well, not really hop bits. Protein bits, something kind, like that. I mean, but it wouldn't necessarily be proteins. I'm not saying that's what these are. But the um, yeah, nice golden beer, clear except for the particulate, has a white shaving cream type head. I think Greg just said that. The aroma is big and hoppy. We have a very Bright orangey zest type aroma, something that's pretty signature for Citra. Yeah, it's kind of a, it's it's pretty pungent, what you kind of expect out of double IPAs. It's uh, not quite as resiny as I might expect with Chinook. I usually get a lot mm-hmm. of resiny notes. I can tell that they're they're there, but it's not quite as resiny as like a full Chinook would be. I mean, this is a is an interesting hop hop bill, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Citra, Chinook, Simcoe, Mosaic. That's you know, you're not relying on classics there. You're really going for only one of those hops existed. Yeah, <laughs> when they were making hop wall up nine years ago. And double IPAs were pretty brand new back then, mm-hmm. at least for on the mass market. I'm sure there was, I'm sure it was Old Hat in Northern California by that time. Hmm. Still trying to figure out what that smell is. Jeff went right into the sipping. I did. My nose was starting to... Uh, I wasn't getting as much aroma. I was starting to get a yeah. little a little uh, wiped out to it. The flavor, there's a little bit of malt here, but really the hops blow through. You mentioned that the only malt they list is two-row. Mm-hmm. So they don't really list adding any particular darker malts flavor you know flavoring malts things like that so it's pretty much just a canvas for the hops so when you take that sip it starts out with a big fruity citrusy up front the bitterness comes much later i'm gonna take another sip to see if i can really pick out some more like i expect some resinous to be in there from some of those hops they use the beer is currently at 60 degrees I agree with you. The The malt is, I guess the thing I would compare it to is an unsalted saltine. It's just, it, it's kind of just like a, a pretty bland cracker that is like, you, you know, just there for a platform for the hops to play with. I mean, that being said, it is 8.7%. So there's volume. a lot of So it. there was a lot. There's a lot of, not a ton of body, right? This isn't super chewy, but it's for, to balance these hops, it's, it's formidable. You know, 
the bitterness that comes out of it. So yeah, it's remember melt bill to to keep the the bitterness from running all over your palate. So hmm. there's definitely the, this kind of floral thing going on. There's kind of a grapefruit flower mm-hmm. with hmm. There's a little bit of spicy notes. I think that's coming from the mosaic. Um, this is this is tough. This is a little tough because nothing's jumping out at me mm-hmm. like like it would you know like walking around that supermarket trying to figure out where it is. Right. I'm not getting a clear picture. Yeah, I mean it, the hops are. are combined into a cohesive flavor right they're not like yeah. oh here's this and here's that it, it's kind of uh it starts out on the citrus side but it does kind of get see i don't know how to it doesn't really get resiny though it stays away from that maybe it gets a little rindy just just a touch but it's not too pithy or anything like that it's it's the uh, Dirt Wolf name. If you're curious, uh, the, the side label there's a bunch of marketing speak, but it talks about um, the hops growing from the soil. How voracious they are when they start growing is reminiscent of a wolf. So that's where the whole Dirt Wolf thing comes from. Hmm. There, there's a considerable grapefruit flavor here that carries through. I think the whole way. And then the other hops are kind of adding these interesting accents to it. There's sort of a, a cinnamon tangerine aspect. There's something. Mm, there's, boy, what's the word? It's curious they don't have a bottle date on this bottle. Um, double IPAs you will almost always want to drink as quickly as you can. Mm. That's the reason we did the show tonight is because we've got some of these beers and we wanted to... Um, get them on the show before they hop faded on us. Um, and Dirt Wolf has no real marker or code anywhere on how old it is. This beer came from a case exchange that I did with a neighbor down the street. A couple of these did, actually. I'm definitely interested in it. I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm not sure... It's that great a drinker. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it doesn't go down really smooth. It, it's me having me trying to figure out. Obviously, plays into the role of, of whether it's a you know super drinker or not. Right. But I feel like this would be. This is not like. Uh, oh yeah, grab a six pack of those. I, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> See, I, I kind of disagree. I think this one's a pretty good drinker. It's going down pretty smoothly. It's giving you lots of flavor. And, you know, one thing that I do like about these IPA glasses is when you get down to about three or four ounces to go or less, the way it comes out of the bottom over that shelf really speeds up the how the beer flows. And it really reinvigorates the flavors on those beers. So those sips are taste just as bright as your first couple sips that are alive because they just poured out of the bottle. So that's one thing that this glass does have going for it. You know, part of the reason that I think that I still enjoy the the Spiegelow Snifter slash Tulip is uh, you can it really has a bowl to collect aroma and you can really get in there and really pull out the microscope and start examining the beer. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one has great mechanics for getting through a pint of beer. That's for sure. Mm. Now you say when there's only three or four ounces left. I mean we. Basically, we started with six. Yeah, we. So maybe it's like two ounces. Yeah. When yeah, like where Greg is right now, where it's just really beer in the the bottom part, the ribbed part. Um, when it starts rushing over that lip and into the bowl, um, these next couple of sips will taste just as bright as, mm-hmm. as the first ones. I'm usually I'm a little disappointed in myself because I'm usually able to pick out more flavors in this. Well, we can always check another beer and see if uh, you're able to pull more out of it. We got four of them. So. Yeah. And there's something just, it, it's its kind of, it's a mystery to me. It's its not opening itself up 
to examination as much as I would like to. It's a, it's mm-hmm. a black box of flavor. All right. So I don't dislike it. Let's go on to the single hopped one, since we really will be we'll know exactly what we're getting from the beer. And this one's the dog, or I was going to say dogfish, I meant flying dog, Amarillo Imperial IPA. Okay, well, let me get you some information on that sucker. So, excuse me. This is a 10% alcohol by volume beer, 70 IBUs. The malt bill is rye, carapils, and biscuit. Hops with only Amarillo and an American ale yeast. Let me top you off a little bit there. Hmm. That's uh, that's different. So we're in a brave new world of of hops, right? Yeah. You got Simcoe, or not Simcoe so much, but you got Mosaic, you got Citra, you got um, the Mortuga or whatever is that one from New Zealand, right? Yeah, the. the not more too good, but the wine one, right? The, well, there's the Nelson Savon, which is older, but there's like the newer one, right? The there's an M. It's kind of like Maruga or something like that. Right. Um, Amarillo is like one of the ones that really started off that revolution. Remember, for years when we were doing our show, it was Centennial Cascade Chinook, Centennial right. Cascade Chinook, and then we started getting these Amarillo beers and. I remember the first Amarillo beer I had, which was when I was on the beer cruise in 2004, uh, LaConnor IPA. And I actually brought back a bottle, and we did it on the show. If you look way back in the archives, you're talking about LaConnor IPA. And LaConnor's a small brewery in Washington. I haven't really checked up on them lately. I hope they're still making beer, but I, I don't know. Um, so, you know, that was one of the ones that was like, hey... New breed of hop. And then, you know, after Amarillo came Simcoe and Tomahawk, you know, and those kinds of hops. And then, you know, so those are like really like the first generation of, of new breed hops in my opinion, you know, from my knowledge. You know, I'm sure someone will argue differently, but, you know, from my sphere of, of recognition. And then really the, the next generation, the 3G, you know, the 3G speeds came from, you know, <laughs> the the ones we just drank yeah. in, in the Dirt Wolf, the Citra, the... um Mosaic, yeah, and, and ones like that. LaConnor Brewing is still around? Really? Cool. Good for them. Do you smell something almost vaguely smoky on this? Well, there's rye. Don't forget there's rye, right? Sure. I wonder if I go smoky here. I did smell something really neat, but I couldn't get enough of it to really identify it. Hmm. So, I probably would have not made this pick without you suggesting smoky. But what about, like, corn on the cob husk, like roasted corn on the cob husk or something like that? Like, if you're doing, like, a, you know, corn on the cob in the husk over a grill or something like that. Does that ring any bells? It, it's sort of close to what I was thinking because, yeah, it's not wood smoke mm-hmm. but it's a little barbecue what was coming to my mind strangely enough was something you know like a, a spiced pork or even beef jerky hmm. yeah I mean for me I don't think I would have suggested the, the roasted corn on the cob husk without you suggesting smoky to me so this one has, it's 10%, so there is a malt aroma coming off of this. It's uh, actually, just on the straight aroma, you do smell the Amarillo. I'm surprised at how much bready sweetness and maltiness I'm mm-hmm. getting on the nose on, on something that's a temperate, 10% uh, single-hopped Imperial IPA, but there's a fair amount of malt coming through on the nose. And then the Amarillo hop, let's see, let me talk about that a little bit. Was this, by the way... Did Flying Dog uh, send this to us? No, this was also in the case okay. exchange. Yeah, the the aroma on this one isn't like rip your face off hoppy aroma. The malt really leads. I'm wondering 
there's a date on here. We tried to drink these quickly. I hope this beer's not hop faded. This was only made in April, so okay. Yeah, if it's only a month old, it shouldn't be hop faded. There is a code on the label here, but I'm not sure how to decipher it. Maybe on the... No, it couldn't have been the 220. Huh. You had a taste. might have been made in February, actually. It's available in April. No, the code says 224A14. Um, Obviously, it's not the 224th day yet. Um, It might mean February 24th, but I don't know. Give that a taste. I think this this beer shows a remarkable restraint. They're not dumping a bunch of Amarillo on you and making it get all cat pee, which it can. Mm -hmm. There's a hefty malt bill, like you said here, and it really is... It really is kind of surrounding the the hop, almost like, um, almost like a pot pie. Yeah. If uh, you know, I'm wondering if this beer is indeed from February. It, it's probably hop faded, right? It's still a fine tasting beer, right? But it's not that yeah. single hopped Amarillo, you know, showcase that they're trying to put together anymore. If this is what they intended, this is this is pretty damn good. This is really drinkable. It is pretty good. It has, you know, I I like my my IPAs to be more on the malty side. That's mm-hmm. just my preference. This is a pretty malty IPA. The hops, the hop is a little bit diminished, yeah. which is a there's little a, weird a, for calling it a you know being yeah. there's, celebrated. There's a good really. bitterness to it. The hop flavors that I do get are kind of coming back up my throat and kind of going up into my sinuses, especially like right during the sip and right after the sip. That's kind of where I feel it. It reminds me kind of like, um, Oh, I'm trying to think of, uh, so the picture that came into my head is kind of like the green leaves on the edge of a sunflower, but I don't know if I know what those really mm. taste or smell like. That's the picture that came into my head. That's my subconscious of like what the feel is like. The kind of maybe kind of a, a green grassiness. Um, I don't know. Yeah, but the sunflower popped in my head. I'm like, why did that pop into my head? That doesn't. I don't know what that maybe smells sunflower like. Sunflower seeds? Maybe is yeah. there something? I don't know. It 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 it's just. I thought it would be amusing to share this. I don't want to dwell on it, but it this it very clearly popped into my head like and I'll, and then my conscious part of my brain's like, "Wait, what are you talking about? You don't know what that <laughs> tastes like." Hey, there are no wrong answers. I find so since the hop is is a little bit hard to find in here, let's talk about the malt. Mhm. And you know, I I kind of like my pot pie description although it's a little maybe Maybe it's even sweeter than a Popeye's. Popeye's interesting because while there's no gravy in this beer, right? Yeah, there's it's, a, there's it's a the, texture though. There's kind of a creamy. I don't know if creamy is the right word, but it. it I, there's okay, so buttery. Flaky I mean, I'm thinking. Dough. Yeah, I'm thinking of, of of the way the dough is, and it's a little mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah, and that I, I feel. Yeah, actually, I feel a feel you on the pot pie. How I loathe to admit it, but I feel you. It's a Amarillo. <laughs> we just took Amarillo hops, put it in that pie. Very herby, the hops are. Yes, right, and not really yes, like yeah, any the, particular herb per se, but very a hop, herby, but, the hops, are. but a hop herb, right? I mean. I'm sorry. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, don't don't apologize. It was just. It was great. Kind of Yoda-y, is that why you're laughing? You said, very herby the hops are, and that just <laughs> it struck me as an extremely Yoda thing to say. Right. The, uh, but, I mean, it reminds me of no particular spice that's in my kitchen, no herb that's in my kitchen, but it feels like an herb added to it. You know, it feels, I mean, maybe that's what hops yeah, I think are, it's, right? But, well, yeah, I, th- I think it's a li- it's got a little bit of... Kind of a dried herb, a little bit of combination yeah, of, yeah. of parsley and oregano. I think is maybe that's yeah, dried herb. That maybe if anything, that's the the only pull I was trying to make is that dried vegetal 
feel that you get from mm-hmm. uh, uh, so you get that you get some let me let me take another sip here there's some kind of there's a little undercurrent of a resin of, of kind of a you kind of get it when you're tasting the bitterness yeah, right yeah the bitterness I, I I really like the bitterness on this one it it's not over bittering it's not you know ripping the enamel off your teeth or ripping your face off mm-hmm. but it's there and it goes away so it gives you mm-hmm. a bittering experience and then doesn't linger and it's a it's a moderate bittering experience it's not the no little light thing so i really like how the bitter plays on this i think it's exceptionally drinkable it hides mm-hmm. its 10 percent really well <laughs> yeah it um the the flavor is Complex enough to to be interesting, but simple enough to to be where you're not contemplating it every sip. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it so you can. I mean that that's I think the key to drinkability, right? Is, is or at least for me, uh, a beer that doesn't just um, challenge you every time you sip it. You you get used to it, and you can you not only tolerate it, you just enjoy it, and mm-hmm. just keep downing it. It's Turning into a Coca Cola type thing. I don't know if I'd want to throw that at it, but that's just it yeah. just just yeah. a metaphor. Yeah, sure. Because I think there is stuff to think about when you're drinking that, especially. Oh, there's definitely stuff to think about. There's we're gonna have to going up. see. Oh, yeah. We're gonna have to if it just came out in April. We're gonna have to grab this again yeah. and see if it's a different beer. They might have brewed it a couple times, and this one might be like a February release. Like that. We're going to take a break from the hops. You, this is our new thing. Anytime that we have uh, an IPA show or whatnot, yeah. we, we have tried this. It seems to work well. In the middle, we're going to take a break, have a little intermezzo of something that's malty, and kind of reset our palate, You know, get this bitterness off our tongue. Um, this is going to be an interesting one. I've, I've never heard these two words put together before. It's an Imperial Weizenbach. Imperial Weizenbach. This is Goat Boy from Southern Tier. Brewed once. New for 2014. It's a 7.5% alcohol by volume Weizenbach that is fermented with Weizen yeast. Uh, includes two variety of, two varieties of hops, five varieties of malts that they're not telling us about. And they suggest a Weizen glass. They're going to have to <laughs> not have that. We would have to put like this whole bottle yeah. in, in a Weizen glass. It's curious that they call it an Imperial Weizenbach and it's still only Ooh. 7%. I would expect that to be kind of the ABV <laughs> for a normal... Bites a buck. The the aroma is is very interesting. This one was sent to us by the brewery. Yes, th- this was sent to us by the brewery. Well, I'm not sure. I also bought a bottle of this. So this specific specific bottle, I'm not sure which one is which. But they did send us a bottle of this beer. Okay, so um, <laughs> bananas and smoke, right? It, 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 it's definitely Ro- banana, but bana- it's like... It's almost like banana candy, right? Which isn't quite like banana. And also bubblegum candy and, like, mm-hmm. too much of it. What, what I mean by that is not that it smells bad, but if you smell, you know, some of these chemicals mm-hmm. they use to make, the, the, you know, the, right. whatever fake chemicals they use to make bubblegum Whatever. Right. And you have a little bit, it smells like, like it is. But if, when there's... When it's concentrated. When it's concentrated, it smells almost... It, it had, takes on a different yeah. kind of character. Now, imagine like a smoked banana. Barbecue the banana. I mean, I'm getting like... Uh, oh, what kind of a smoke? Maybe a, a, a strong hickory or something like that. Kind of a sweet smoke. Yeah, I guess I can see that, but to me, that is coming across much more as just bubble gum. But I can see where those two, strangely enough, meet. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't think bubble gum and hickory 
or anything yeah. like each other, yeah. but I think that they're they're pretty close. There's there's aroma. I'm not going to call it yet, but there's something I'm wondering if it's leading towards here. acetone. You know, there's something that's kind of making me think that way, but I'm not ready to call it yet. That may be just the because the, the smoke. I mean, the the, the concentration. It, the, yeah, that's yeah. You know, it, it it starts to smell a little chemically. It starts to it, it starts to smell mm-hmm. off because you don't expect it to be in that concentration. That's one thing you can't do with this IPA glass. You can't swirl it to release yeah flavor carbonation. Swirling doesn't work so well. Hmm. So, goat boy, because box or goats, apparently. Um, there is some stuff on the well, label. It, the box or goats because they are made under the Capricorn, right? Right. Mm-hmm. right. Um, on the label, though, they have a little kid on a tricycle with a goat head giving the, uh, the rock on, with, you know, the, the horns, the devil horns type thing. Then there's an electric guitar and some an amp and some pedals. And the six-sided brewer star. Not the star, David. Alright, I'm going to move on to the flavor here. Flavor, first off, you know, I was kind of teetering on acetone. Doesn't show up in the flavor at all. There's nothing really kind of chemically about that. I'm getting... Mm. really big kind of, you know, wheat buck flavor, right? It's, it's, mm. I'm trying to figure out, let me put some more words to that. The the bananas come later. Yeah. Not really getting bubblegum in the flavor no, so much. cloves, definitely though. Cloves. And then, you know, just this, oh, it's just a velvety, luscious wheat. It's, it's mm, yeah. pretty, pretty num-num. <laughs> num-num or num-num? Num-num. Kind of, hmm. it's it, kind of like a mashed banana in the background, right? Yeah, there's a. Well, I was thinking like mashed bananas, good one. I was thinking like bananas foster or something like that, right? Where yeah. you know the caramelization mm-hmm. from the mm-hmm. you know the firing and whatnot, but without mm-hmm. the liquor. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't yeah. taste. Much like it. And, and not the meringue, right? Because banana, banana foster has the meringue, doesn't it? But, you know, it tastes like a banana that's yeah, been like... been caramelized. Caramelized, And sure. then smashed. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> there's sort of a... There's a juicy bit to it, right? Um, I was reading this thing. They have a thing about vice and about box. Let me read this okay. while we think about the beer. Okay. In Germany, brewers have made, quote-unquote, Bach beers for hundreds of years. Uh, these are dark, multi, light, hot beers, first brewed in the 14th century. The town of Einbeck. Funny thing about the town's name, when the style was adopted by brewers in Munich, their Municher accents pronounced Einbeck as Einbach, which, in Ger- which is German for Billy Goat. They say true story. To this day, many visual puns using goats have adorned labels of Bach hmm. beers. So that's a different story than I've, than I've heard for... Actually, you know, I, now that you've read that, I'm pretty sure I've heard that one too, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just interesting, right? There's no, there's probably not a right answer. I mean, unless, yeah. you know, I mean, we know unless, the they find, right. unless they find one or the other apocryphal, right? I mean, the right. Capricorn one could easily be proven wrong, right? Too. We know the derivation of India Pale Ale. We know the derivation of Russian Imperial Stout. Some of these other ones we don't necessarily know the derivation of. It's like some mm-hmm. words we just don't know right. the etymology of. Hmm. So I go back to the aroma after tasting it, right? And um, it, it, oh, the bananas are nuts on this thing, <laughs> and they're not like I'm not finding them chemically anymore at all. You know, I go back to the aroma now, and it just smells like that mashed banana, that yeah. delicious mashed banana. Yeah. With and now I'm starting to smell that that bubblegum as smoke. Mm-hmm. I do still smell the smoke, but it doesn't smell as chemically. You know, or like borderline acid. I mean, it smells strong. It, it definitely smells strong, but yeah. The, yeah, I mean, it smells more like real smoke, barbecue smoke, yeah. and not border t- borderline chemical factory. It's really. This is this beer. is quite good, and this is also, I think, probably the perfect, like you say, intermezzo. This is mm-hmm. this wipes those hops off the tongue. Completely. Oh yeah, yeah. 
So we are we were able to do the next two. There's um now that I'm getting into it more, I'm getting some good vanilla flavors off it. It almost there's nothing bourbony about it, but there's almost like an oak type, very light like barrel type character, oak type character to it. I think that's just the vanilla, really. I mm-hmm. think that yeah. um, vanilla character coming through. I don't necessarily taste oaky or barrelly to me, anyway. But I'm getting something that's a little tannic, right? A little grainy. Okay, I can go along with that. It's a pretty complex beer. Pretty good beer. That's the Goat Boy Imperial of Weizenbach from Southern Tier Brewing Company. Um, you know, a beer that I would say is you know more to the complex side. I, I've been talking about drinkability for the last two beers, so I should talk about this one. How drinkable mm-hmm. it is! Not super drinkable, but very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think it's because the more complex things are, it's like, you know, yeah. my my favorite beers are n- not necessarily the ones that are most drinkable. I mean, I've always said, you know, the Jolly Pumpkin beer to Mars, that was my favorite beer. That's not a drinkable beer. Mm-hmm. That's a, <laughs> that's an experience. Um, well, so drinkability is not all, is not everything. Well, I mean, yeah, I think, I think maybe there's different times we talk about two different kinds of drinkable. Right, mm-hmm. we talk about the ones where your glass is empty before you know it, and then we talk about ones where it's a good beer, but it's hard to empty the glass. Right? right. I wouldn't say this one's hard to empty the glass, but it's also not the one where the glass is empty before you know it. You know? Right. And I think depending on the beer, we're going to use drinkability in one of those two different ways. Right. Because that's true. Sometimes we'll say a drinkable beer because oh crap, a glass is gone already. Yeah. And there's other times where we're going to say uh, the beer is. Um, like, you're saying this one's not drinkable, but it's not also, we're not choking it down, right? Mm-hmm. There's times where we've had really good beers, but finishing it is like choking it down. Yes. Because it's so potent in flavor right. of some sort. Right. Right? It, we generally, we'll tell people to share it many ways, you know, share it with five, six people, something like that, because finishing it by yourself is going to be like choking it down. Yeah, I guess they're, you know, they're, that, that's a really good point, because... You you get some beers where it's just like I want to keep enjoying this for hours and hours and hours. And you get some beers where it's like I just I really like this, but I can't drink much more of this, right? Because it will just overwhelm me. Yeah, and both of those we've said are less not super drinkable beers, mm-hmm. right? But the, for different reasons. So, so I, before we get on to uh-huh. our IPAs, we should probably talk about you know the well. The thing that everyone's di- no one likes to hear, but we're gonna do it anyway. You know, someday you should just start the music without the 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 the, the long leading into you know. We could just then say when we hear the music, we just say, "Hey, when you're shopping on Amazon, <laughs> you're right, you're right. When you're, when you're shop- right, you're right. When you're shopping on Amazon, you don't go to Amazon.com. All you have to do is go to CraftBeerRadio.com/slash/Amazon. It's less letters to type on your keyboard, actually." Through special science that Craft Beer Radio has invented, you can type craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon, and it will actually be less work than typing in Amazon.com. I didn't realize we invented this technology. It's That's cool. It's new science technology and breaking ed- cutting-edge physics and stuff like that. And uh, when you do this, you get redirected right through the Amazon website, and you do your shopping as you normally will. Buy like $10,000 worth of stuff, and you don't have to do anything extra. Your bill will be exactly the same, and we'll get a percentage of the money you spend instead of giving it to those guys in Amazon who, you know, make tons of money anyway. That's, that's it. That's all you have to do. Okay. Yeah. I mean, craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. That's, that says it all. And before you do it, you don't even have to have to talk it up while you're trying to start the music. You know, you just, just do it. It's true, but I like right. to keep it somewhat entertaining. Okay. And so. if, if me failing keeps entertaining, then great. This next beer is from Mad River Brewing Company. <laughs> Glad they didn't have any you got bottles now. taking jumps off the table. Mad River Brewing Company, Double India Pale Ale. Mad River is from Blue Lake, California. Sorry, I was finishing the water I used to 
pour out, I think. So this is Steelhead Double India Pale Ale. They use, for their malts, they use two-row pale malt, Karastin 30-37, Crystal 70-80, and Wheat. For their bittering hops, Columbus and Brewer's Gold. Their flavor hops, Brewer's Gold, Chinook, and Cascade. And their finishing hops, Cascade and Amarillo, dry hopped with Amarillo. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's, wow, that's a lot. You know, this is a good label for anti-marketing speak. The only marketing speak on this entire label is www.madriverbrewing.com. That's not marketing speak. Everything that, else is mandated by the federal government. Mm-hmm. There's no delicious. There is no right. astounding. There is... It It states facts. It yes. is Mad River Brewing Company, Steelhead Double IPA. It's 8.6%. It's 12 fluid ounces. There is... Cash back for redemption of the bottle in these states. It is brewed and bottled by Mad River Brewing Company. And if you're pregnant and uh, working <laughs> forklifts, you shouldn't drink beer. True. It's all true. True. Original gravity of 1.080. Final gravity of 1.014 for all of you home brewers out there who are trying to duplicate this beer. Alcohol by volume, like Jeff said, 8.6%. IBUs, they say 95.2. They're rather precise. Okay. The aroma on this one is is easy. Ooh. You know, as soon as you sniff it, kind of takes you into uh, a citrus orchard of some sort. And actually, when you take another sniff, you're going to get something a little more resiny going on. But the first sniff was kind of pretty pretty strong on the tangerine, I would say. I was thinking orange, yeah, but yeah, orange. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, like, I like I mean, your for, orange for, orchard idea. Yeah, for me. For me, something drew me to tangerine, right? It was. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not doing this. No, to no, no. Contradict. No, no. This I, is. This is. Uh, I. I was reminded of another podcast. Oh. So that's why I laughed. Oh. So I, I kind of want to delve into this. I want to yes and you, and I want to explore. What's the difference between orange and tangerine? And for me, when I think tangerine, I think something that's going to be um, sweeter, sweeter flesh of the fruit. It's going to be. Dare I say a little more honey-like than an orange? Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. It's 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 a little sweeter, it's smaller. It kind of has less tartness mm-hmm. than an orange in general, and maybe at the same time has some extra flavors that kind of push it in a kind of grapefruit and, direction. And so. Okay, that, that's a good call. Grapefruit, actually. Uh, I'm wondering, because I threw the honey into the tangerine flavor, I wonder if that might have been part of the reason I said orchard, right? Because you're talking about pollen, trees, things like that. The aroma has changed significantly since we started talking about the orchard. I'm getting a much more resiny and dank hop smell off the aroma now. Here. Oh, Greg's like, no, no, you don't. Here, let me smell your glass. Yeah, I think mine's a lot more mm-hmm. resiny than Greg's last. Let's let's do a little um, let's do a mix blending of, of the beer because yeah. we got some hop stratification in the bottle. The uh, while Jeff is doing that, the reason why I laughed, and again, I, it was not because of something you said. So, cause you, it reminded mm-hmm. me of a joke on Combi Bang Bang where they sometimes do, maybe it's just me, but for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I just thought it would be cool to delve into orange versus tangerine for a little bit. Yeah. Because, no, I mean, I, for someone I, yeah. might think that's a inconsequential difference, yeah. right? I think, yeah, it's, I think it's pretty consequential. Yeah. So yeah. I agree with you completely. So does yours smell more resiny now that we did the glass blend? Yes. Okay. Yes, it does. And mine smells a little more fruity now, actually. And, wow, the the aroma of this one keeps changing. I just took another smell. And it was kind of just a fleeting smell as I was pulling the glass away from my nose. But I got this really memorable smell of fresh Cascade hops. Like, when we're picking hops, right? That smell. There's that smell of the fresh Cascades. I got a really spot-on whiff Mm. of that, too. Well, this both in the flavor and finishing is Cascade, so 
not uh but you know oh wow okay so i just took a sip and it has that it almost tastes like a, a fresh hopped beer you know a wet hopped beer there's a really juicy flavor and it kind of one one of the signatures for me when I say something tastes like a wet hop beer, which I said this two weeks ago mm-hmm. when we did the one from South Carolina, the who's the brewery that did the Goza Westbrook Westbrook. We did their IPA two, a week before that, right? Mm-hmm. And then I said that one had a wet hop beer, a fresh hop beer type thing. And when you have a wet hop beer, fresh hop beer. I keep saying, I keep correcting myself when I say wet hop because I don't want Tom Schmidlin to punch me the next time I see him. Um, <laughs> it it has, or even when you take some hops and drop them in your glass, right? You get this thing that is kind of scratchy on the back of your throat. Are you getting the scratchy on the back of your throat right now? I mean, I just took two, one sip, two sips, and it feels like I'm drinking a beer where I've put a couple cascades off the vine right into my glass. It has this... I don't know if I am. Was this... By the way, this was provided by the brewery? This was provided by Mad River, yes. So it's very bright, very juicy, and... um, Yeah, I I only had one sip, and I keep going on and on about it, so let me take another sip. I was... Sometimes a visual of this podcast would be interesting, because I was just... I think Jeff saw it. I was just kind of like going back and forth, just trying to figure out... What, 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 what? Because... Well, there's... I mean, the hops are nuts in this thing. Yeah. I just took my second sip. Yeah. It, it took me in a cheesy direction. Mm-hmm. And we've taught, we've had that before where we've had some super potent hops kind of remind us of of certain... Almost like a... A rindy cheese. A rindy cheese, a lactic cheese, something yeah. like that. And it kind of took me in that direction. This one brings the hops, that's for it sure. It definitely brings the hop. I'm, I'm doing... Trying to do analysis and instead of... Where, like I said, where the, uh, which one was it? The, the first one, the dirt wolf, where it was kind of a black box. Mm-hmm. This is more, I can see it, but it's pulling me in eight directions. At right, once. right, right. It it's almost has ADD on your yeah. tongue, right? I mean, for me, it starts, oh, it, it definitely tells a story, but it tells it so fast. It's hard to catch mm-hmm. the story. And it starts out, I'm going to have to take another sip because I forgot. The ADD made me forget exactly what I tasted two seconds ago. It goes like from woody to orangey mm-hmm. to then um, it's kind of a spearmint, then a little bit of lactic, and then <laughs> Are you getting the scratchy on your throat yet? Or no, I'm not necessarily no? getting so much scratchy on my throat. I'm getting a serious amount of that. This is this is this is one that yeah, it's hard it's hard to describe, but it ha- it brings the flavor. Yeah. This one really brings it. This is. Okay, this one to me is really drinkable. I think that the in in, in the sense mm-hmm. of it being interesting, and at the same time, I think I could see myself downing this and enjoying a bunch. Of so this. we talked. I talked for a long time in the aroma part of the review about tangerines. Yeah. So I was looking for that flavor, and I get it really briefly, but then it kind of transitions into there's like a green tomato type mm-hmm. thing in there right it goes from like tangerine green tomato you know mm-hmm. and then and mm-hmm. then the green tomato goes away and then you know there's one of these other things go on but i was trying to find it right and then like yeah it's kind of this tangerine green tomato hybrid type flavor i like that i like that description a lot there's at the end a fleeting bit of pineapple there's mm-hmm. yeah there's some. I was trying. I was going to go not with another tropical fruit, but I decided against it. I was going to go mango, but no, not really. You could. So you mentioned you know eating a bit of pineapple, not so much mango. If you take the dehydrated sugared versions of those fruits, I think either would work. Probably, you yeah. know, if you looked at it yeah. that way. Because I'm kind of feeling that a little bit. It's kind of like you know dried pineapple, dried mango. I mean, there's differences there, but the majority of the flavor we're tasting is just that essence of dried tropical fruit. Yes. Right? Yes. I agree. 
So yeah, so imagine that you know something goes woody to tangerine. Yeah, the woody, and- the woody's. You keep mentioning it, and I and I get it. It's just really hard for me to put words around that woody. Yeah, it's um or stocky maybe. Would you go stocky? It was like a what? Why? I don't understand stocky as a as it, it, a flavor. It's again something popped in my head that yeah. I've never tasted. No, it's a. It makes me think more of not hard wood, but more of you know something you'd think along the lines of uh, a plant that you know has a structure to it. You know, like a. I hate to say cornstalk because I mean I've never chewed on cornstalk and this would be much more that'd be much more fibrous than what I'm tasting, but I'm thinking of I'm trying to think of like a stalk that you eat. Um, it's not celery, um, green onions, um, not onions. Something that's more asparagus. Neutral. Yeah, I don't know, maybe not, but chives. They all have such big flavors, right? I mean, yeah. asparagus is the one that has, out of that list, asparagus has the most muted flavors, but the flavors you get, it's hard to isolate the stockiness yeah. of it, right? The the, the the fibrous structure that lets it be tall, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure if, yeah. I, if I would go with That's with, just with me that. picking, fli- my subconscious throwing curveballs at let me. Let it go, let it yeah. go, you know? <laughs> just like Frozen. Really, really enjoying this. A yeah, lot. that was a very good beer. Mad River Steelhead India Pale Ale, double India Pale Ale, double India Pale Ale. That's true. They, uh, their their branding is a little confusing for someone who's not intimately familiar with Mad River. They have a bunch of things that are Steelhead and a bunch of things that are Jamaica. Like I believe yeah. their stout is also Steelhead. So you're gonna have to just like get on their website and figure out their branding, mm-hmm. and maybe Greg can. Give us a little tip while I'm getting the next Well, madriverbrewing.com is their website. And Steelhead has their extra pale ale, a double India pale ale, their porter, and their extra stout. But they also <laughs> have Jamaica, which is their red ale, their sunset India pale ale. So they have an India pale ale in the Jamaica line. Mm-hmm. And they have their artisan reserve, which is a black ale, a double dread imperial red, an imperial wheat IPA, Humboldt <laughs> Haze. I. I Remember that? What's one? Humboldt Haze. I, I know that mm. name. Or Humboldt Fog. Yeah, no, Jeez. but 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 I've okay. heard Humboldt Haze before too, and John Barleycorn well, Barley Wine, which you've had before. The the cheese maker that makes Humboldt Fog makes Purple Haze, too. No, but I, I so Cypress Grove. I'm pretty Haze. sure okay. I've heard right. Humboldt Haze before. Okay, just wanted to point out that Cypress Grove also makes Purple Haze. I didn't even know that. Purple haze run through my mind. Excuse me while I drink. All this right, beer. so the last double IPA of the evening is from Great Lakes Brewing Company. This is the Chill Wave Double IPA. It's a handcrafted double IPA from India Pale Ale from Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, I would hope it's handcrafted. I mean, <laughs> this label robot is, crafted. This label is not devoid of marketing speed. No. Okay, so they use for. In their malt bill, they use Harrington two-row base malt, caramel forty-five, and honey malt. And in their hop bill, they use mosaic nugget and cascade. They want us to drink this beer at forty-five. We're drinking it at sixty-three. That sounds like us. Nine point four percent alcohol by volume. If you want alcohol by weight, at seven point five percent. I don't know why you care. IBU eighty. Gravity twenty-two degrees. Plato. For the freshest taste, enjoy by three days ago. Yeah, I think we're within three days ago. Yeah. The aroma on this one, you get first, you get two things in my first sniff. First thing you get is kind of a resiny hop, and then the malt comes through, and it smells kind of bready and sweet. A little touch of caramel. Yes, kind of uh, almost cinnamon bunny in terms of the... Mm, Moment. Second sniff, I get oranges. I get this big citrus blast. The second sniff, so changed quite uh, quite a lot in the two sniffs. Yeah, I'm with you. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Third sniff reinforces uh, a combination of the both. I got this kind <laughs> yeah. of caramelized orange, you know. So 
lots going on in the nose on this one. It, it doesn't smell too hop faded. Hopefully, uh, it's still pretty bright and fresh. That's it with these double IPAs. Check those date codes and buy them and drink them fresh. Don't yeah. leave them in your fridge for too long. I remember when these double IPAs first came out. You know, I bought a case of Hop Wallop, bought a case of the Stealth's double mm-hmm. IPA. Oh, I'm like, oh, they're like 8%. Let's sell them, you know? And they turned into a different beer, and generally they were a fine beer, but, you know, you gave up all that bright hop yeah. flavor. So, Well, I remember the original Hop Wallop, instead of the case, Age It. it and did. then the next yeah. year, they did not say Age It. Yeah. I mean, and and it's, it's general convention these days to, you don't age hoppy beers. Yeah. You drink them. You buy them and you drink them. It might have been very hard for you to get that bottle of Pliny the Elder. Don't care. Drink it this week, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. So, Okay. So. Also a little piney on the nose, too. Just a little bit. but Wow. Big. Uh, pineapple juice. Orange flavor. It tastes like almost a drink of pineapple juice, doesn't it? Yes. <clears throat> it, it it it's it's acidic. Ooh. I mean, it, almost. It's almost exactly like yeah. pineapple juice. It's 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 just this side of sour. I mean, it's really at least that first taste uh-huh. was. Yeah. It it's oh, it, very interesting. Great Lakes uh, for a long time. You know, we've talked before about how breweries like Sierra Nevada, they got into, their size kind of locked them into not doing interesting things. Yeah. And Sam Adams, to a degree. And then they broke out of it. And, you know, Sierra Nevada's doing crazy, great, fantastic things. You know, uh, Hoptinium or Hoptimum, Hoptimum just came out. You know, and they do some really interesting stuff. Um, Great Lakes was kind of along those lines. They're, they made great beers, but they but made they the started same beers. A bit. Yeah. They made Dortmunder Gold. They made Fed Memphis Gerald. There wasn't too much, at least wide distribution. They have a pub, and I'm yeah. sure the pub had lots of variation and lots of new things. But us over here in Pittsburgh, we were seeing the same beers for years and years. And they were quality beers. They were standby beers. We would always go back to them. Over the last year or so, you know, they've gone nuts with, like, all kinds of IPAs. Like, they've done this, like, yeah. whole hop project. they got Rye of the Tiger. They've got this Chill Wave. They've got ones I'm forgetting about. I mean, to um, give you an example. Big Hoppy Monster just came back. Or not Big Hoppy Monster, but Lake Erie Monster just came back out. I, you know, I never really was a big fan of Commander Perry, which was their... Commodore Perry. Commodore Perry, which is their IPA. Yeah. But this is, at least from that one sip, yeah. way better. Yeah. Way I more mean, interesting. That, that's a good point. I mean, they have their... American Pale Ale, the Burning River, right. which is, in many breweries, that's an IPA, yeah. right? I mean, it's a big hop flavor, good maltiness, but they don't call that their IPA. They do the Commodore Perry IPA. And I agree with you. I prefer Burning River over Commodore Perry. Um, but, you know, a lot of these new ones are doing, and I'm forgetting the names of a couple, but they've done this whole project, and Chill Wave's one of those, mm-hmm. Rye the Tiger's another one. Good for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's great to show that breweries, because of their... A mass they can overcome a certain inertia and and, and are able to. I, I think that's a really good observation on your part that these these breweries that make quality stuff they sort of they tend to go through a period probably it's because they're growing because they're getting larger they're expending their they're putting their expenditures into growing themselves as opposed to experimenting mm-hmm. with the stuff so I think that. You'll probably notice that in a lot of, of brewers. Yeah, we might see this a lot more. I mean, I think I would have to do some research, but I would expect the Great Lakes distribution portfolio mm-hmm. has grown. We've talked many times about how it boggles my mind that Sam Adams can make like 40 different beers a year yeah. and put it out, you know, and... uh yeah, so it's great to see. It just more good beer. Yeah, and there was more. a time when Sam Adams made, you know, nine beers. Which is still a lot, you know, it's a lot. And they had some things that came out, and you're like, eh, you know, whatever. But now, I mean, you really do want to try all the new stuff that Sam Adams is coming out with. So mm-hmm. Some of them are not going to be great. Some of them are going to be fantastic. Yeah. I mean, so Great Lakes isn't nearly the size of Sam Adams or right. Sierra Nevada. Right. But they <laughs> no were, one's the size right. of Sam Adams. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, they, they certainly f- seemed like one of those established breweries that wasn't mm-hmm. putting out a lot of new stuff. And that's that's different now. They're definitely putting out new stuff, interesting stuff. I think Flying Dog went through a similar era. It may have been a little bit less 
Yeah, then I think you could probably put them. I mean, so era, it might have been part of the industry. I mean, yeah. you know, I I don't want to say any of these breweries were late to the um, experimental proliferation phase of their growth, right? Um, everyone's in a different market, you know, but it seems like all, you know, basically I'll call this the experimental proliferation phase or at least the proliferation phase where they're like, hey, we can put out double the amount of yeah. beers a year. And that's just good for the consumer. I mean, yeah, it gives you great variety. So that's why I like doing a beer show for sure. <laughs> yes. All right, so we're drinking the Chill Wave Double IPA from Great Lakes. One of the things that I'm very, I really like about this show in particular, these were all very different. Mm-hmm. They all had unique qualities to them, and none of them were bad. None of them were, were even kind of remotely bad. There was only one that was a little bit indecipherable, but that wasn't necessarily bad. It was just right. different. Right. I want to talk about the chill wave a little bit more yeah. before we start getting into rankings and review. Next sip I took, it wasn't straight pineapple juice. I was getting a little more malt. Um, it, it tasted a little more orangey than pineapple in the next sip. It's, it's definitely... Uh, it brings the flavor, too. We talked about how Mad River brings the flavor. Mad River brought a bunch of different flavors in a, in a you know, attention deficit you know, type way. Yeah. This one brings a bunch of flavors in a little more predictable type way, right? It's Either. a little more, I guess, one way to put it is a little more polished. Mm-hmm. Um, another way, though, to put it is uh, a little more... Um, Muted is not quite the term. Yeah, it has a better flow. It has a better flow. I would where say Mad better. River, it's just different. Has a different it's, flow. It's a different well, this flow. has a smoother flow. Yeah. Where the Mad River was interesting, but very jerky. You know, it was twerking, right? Well, I mean, it was... yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, the Mad River was like a rave, and this is more of a um, uh, of a concerto (laughs) okay so they both have their goods and bads right right right? yeah yeah this is a fancy party and the mad river was a rave yeah yeah they both bring the flavor very very uh very good beers and the reason why i was bringing that up with with these you know all, all these beers are different because i don't remember that being really i i seem to remember on other ipa shows we've always had well at least one or two beers where it's like, well, this is like this one, but a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And these are all really different. Yeah, good point. And I like that a lot. Especially that Goat Boy. <laughs> that Goat Boy was weird for a novel life yet. <laughs> all right, so I think now it's ranking time. And, uh, hmm. Where does the Goat Boy fit in? That's going to be the hard one, right? I mean, I think the double IPAs are all going to be pretty easy to... Uh, I, I don't to, know. No? You, you think it would be easy, but not too easy for me. Well, only one of them is is kind of easy. Yeah, I guess the, none of them are super duper easy. Um, if we're doing an IPA show, can you really put the Goat Boy first? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you could. But you be, could. Because that was really good. Those mushy bananas were so good. Yeah. Um, Damn. Damn for the intermezzo. Um, You want me to start? Please do. Okay. Let me look at these beers and give you my opinion. So my number five is, I think, uh, I think it's obvious based on, if you listened, (laughs) the Dirt Wolf. I, I, it, it was certainly not a bad beer, but it was the, the the least kind of, the one I could sink my teeth into the least. And that, is kind of what held it back, I think, for me. The okay, it gets considerably harder now. Hmm. I really liked the Amarillo IPA, but it didn't give the kind of hops that I think most mm-hmm. people want. Right. Uh, 
It got, and, and that might be an age thing. It might be an age thing. So, you know, clarify that. But I think that the that the Flying Dog was was really good, and I really liked what it was doing. I like a multi-IPA. But the other ones gave me more interesting stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do the Flying Dog as my fourth. Gets even harder. I really like this Great Lakes a lot. I really do. Mm-hmm. I really like the Mad River a lot. And boy, did I like that goat boy. <sighs> it's, it's, it's really hard. Okay. This is what we're forced into doing. It's our thing. It's our it, shtick. It's, it's our shtick. I'm going to put the Mad River as the third. And it hurts me to do so. Because I really liked it. It was a very fun rave, right? But yeah. it was the kind of rave where you get the huff free on. Yeah, those are the best kind of raves. Um, I just think that my favorite beer of tonight is probably this Great Lakes beer, this Chill Wave, and the Goat Boy was so good. I can't wait to. It's a it's a bomber, so we're gonna have we more. get to have more. Yes. Yeah. And I can't wait to, to get into it. But So I'm going to go Goat Boy number two and Chill Wave number one. But I really like I really liked them all. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, it definitely it's hard making this decision. I am going to start from the bottom. And I think I will buy a hair. I'm going to put the Flying Dog okay. in last place. Uh, it was a great drinker. I enjoyed it. You know, if you're just looking at the stats on the website, this is not going to be representative of what I thought of the beer. Uh, it was hop faded. Uh, I'm almost certain that this one was made in February and not in April. And uh, but it was for uh, I don't know what I would categorize it as, but in a double IPA show, it doesn't quite stand up. But it does. It's a good drinker. It it it's a big beer. It's almost like. It almost tasted kind of like a American barley wine, with a, you know almost like along those lines, you know, but a little hoppier. You know, it it's not old ale, but you know maybe let's call it American barley wine. Jump, you know, straddling the fence with IPA. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of. It had a lot of extra bitterness, but it yeah. had a good malt. It was very good. We'll put the dirt wolf in the next place, which would be fourth. I enjoyed it. It had that. It's a shame. It it melded the hops so well that we had a hard time talking about them. Yeah. Uh, so that's a shame. But because the other ones told more interesting stories, we're going to rank them higher. But there was nothing wrong with the Dirt Wolf. Drink it. It's good. Um, third place. This is where it gets hard. I'm going to break with Greg a little bit more here. I'm going to put the Chill Wave in third place. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, it, it, it changed every taste. You know, it went from straight pineapple juice to more of a citrus, you know, more of a orange to... Uh, it was just really It's good. a fancy party. It's a, it is a it's fancy, a fancy party. party. I wouldn't call it a classical party, though. It's a It's a... It's a uh, it's a rock and roll show. Okay, it, it's, it's sure, it's, sure. It's a it's a, it's a Zeppelin it, it, show, but it's it's a little less yeah. chaotic. Yeah, yeah. It's not a rave. I am going to because we're doing a double IPA show. I'm going to have to put the Goat Boy in second place, but it was so good. <laughs> um, because you know, like I said, I mean, I don't know which beer did I like the best tonight. <sighs> It might have been the Goat Boy, but because we're doing an IPA show, I'm going to say I liked the Mad River the best tonight. And the Mad if you River, like the Goat Boy best, I would say rank Goat Boy first. <sighs> but no, I mean, that, I, that's, I mean, really, that's my opinion. I really like the Mad River too. You know, mm-hmm. um, the top three were neck and neck. And oh, neck. the top three were all super fantastic. They were all neck and neck and neck. Um, I'm going to put the Goat Boy number two, just so I can sleep tonight. 
and the <laughs> you have trouble sleeping. <laughs> I, I mean, should have changed my ranking. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, I get that it's hard, but that's a little much. <laughs> and the Mad River was a fantastic, um, complex, frenetic IPA. Right? It was. Yeah, that was one where normally six ounces is plenty to get a feel for the beer for us to review it. Um, the Mad River Double IPA would have I would have been better off with the whole twelve ounces yeah. to work my way through it because it was so frenetic, doing so many different things. It's like Grand Central Station, just like stuff going here, stuff going there. Mm-hmm. We talked about ADD of beer. You know, for a first cup of some sips, I was getting this this lactic cheese. That other sips, I was getting citrus. And other sips, I was getting very resiny and dank. And it was just all over the place. But it was none of the sips were bad. It was just like this beer is bringing it, and mm-hmm. it is bringing it to win. So I'm gonna have to give it number one. All right. Well, such is the way. It such works. is the way. But that good boy, I'm glad. I'm glad there's more. And if we kick this bottle, there's another bottle in the fridge. <laughs> thank you everybody for listening to the podcast known as craft beer radio you know we stopped doing momentous anniversary shows many years ago but we really do appreciate that you've been uh listening to our show maybe for nine years maybe not but we really do appreciate it (laughs) now now remember we did the um under pressure in the yes. pre-show so that's why this is good right but listen to the post show for Jeff's uh, changed and enhanced lyrics to uh, beer beer baby oh, I it, guess it, it, it sucks but it sucks so awesomely that you gotta tune in and listen one of those words is correct alright we'll talk to you next time I'll solve it turn up the beat ice ice baby